Second Amendment, why can't you just be able, if, you, if you're able to drive, you know, there's reciprocity for driver's licenses, why shouldn't you be able to protect yourself? And, of course, uh, guys like Magnus don't want you to be able to protect yourself. Even though the police are not bodyguards, that's what he wants. And we'll get to this at 710, an hour from now, more detail. But he, in his op-ed, he, uh, <laughs> I think it was stupid as hell, but he's going for the emotional thing. He is, uh, he's, employ- he's bringing up the January 8th shooting. Yep, the Jan- oh yeah, the January eighth shooting. As if uh, that whatever he wants to do would stop anything. January eighth, really, dude. When you start off with the January eighth shooting, uh, it means you have nothing behind you, nothing. You 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 got you got zero zip zilch. So there you go. Three things that I think you need to know. Now this this is we got to start with this. This cracks me up. Um, you want to know how dumb lawmakers are. And I've gone over this. Has anybody read this bill? Has it happened? And I was I was even listening to uh, Hannity and he had Lindsey Graham on, which is amazingly enough, a couple days ago here on KNST. And then I'm listening to Levin yesterday here, uh, afternoons on KNST. And he had uh, Rick Santorum on. And even even Levin, you know, we're all, listen, we're all, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You're probably like me. It's tough to deal with stupid. So you sit back and you say, I know the answer to this. Let's just do it this way. Let's do it this way. Let's do it like... And it's right in front of you to solve this this stupid health insurance thing, right? It's it's, but there are a lot of stupid people. So you sit back and say, "All right, you know what? If uh, if Obamacare fails, this will enti- this will make the well people that are not informed. I don't want to call them stupid. Let's just call them ignorant people, not informed uh, lawmakers. Push for a single payer. You know they're going to somehow say, "See, this didn't work." But you know what? If the government just takes everything over, you know the private health insurance industry couldn't support. Things to you know couldn't support you. They had no no plans for you. We can't have them in here. Let the government control it all, which is the worst. Government came up with this idea and they're screwing it up. That that's what the whole point of Obamacare was to have it fail so badly you get single payer. Uh, so this takes the power out of D.C. We've talked about it and this Graham Cassidy and it gives it to the states. And right now I think it was somewhere about thirty seven percent of all federal dollars go to four states, four gigantic states. California is one of them. So you sit back and say, all right, wait, wait a second. Why, why are they getting more? You know, so they get 37% and, and then 46 states get the other uh, 57% or 50, what about 37, 60, yes, uh, 53, whatever. You get, you get the gist. You get the gist. So you sit back and say, all right, that's not good either. But the people that are ripping it and whatever propping it up, have they read it? I made fun of Doug Ducey yesterday. Did he read it? Who, who knows? However... I want you to hear a, this guy's kind of a lunatic. He is a uh, Democratic senator from Rhode Island, Sheldon Whitehouse. He goes after, he goes after and just wants to destroy this bill and everything else. And the other side is just putting it out there. It doesn't cover pre-existing conditions, and apparently it does. And you know what, you know what it really means? It means that we get to pay more to cover other people's pre-existing conditions. And if we're okay as a country, if a country, if the country's like, we should do that, we should all pay and be... You know, have that socialistic value. And that okay, that, that's what they. It's not my, not my idea. I think everybody's responsible for themselves, and that'll drive down cost. Free market, make it happen. But that's just me. So apparently, it actually does cover pre-existing conditions. But the people that are against it want to say it doesn't. As a matter of fact, let's let's start off with some sound bites. I want you to hear first Bill Cassidy. Uh, it is number ninety-one. He talks about this is the senator Bill Cassidy. He's a physician. Uh, he's talking about. 
pre-existing conditions are covered under his bill with Lindsey Graham. Listen to this. Here we go. Well, Senator Bill Cassidy uh, was on our program, and he has been out selling it, and he talks about how it's going to be so much better for all of these states. So let me play this for you. Under Graham, Cassidy, Hiller, Johnson, more people will have coverage, and we protect those with pre-existing conditions. States like Maine, Virginia, Florida, Missouri, there'll be billions of more, billions more dollars to, prefer, to provide health insurance coverage for those in those states who have been passed by by Obamacare, and we protect those with pre-existing conditions. There you go. Okay, so that, that's there. Well, let's complain number 92. This is uh, Sheldon Whitehouse responded. Allison Camerata, CNN's like, all right, now your turn, uh, Senator, and, and this is what he has to say. Go ahead. There's not much of that that's, that's true. No. Uh, for starters, it's not true. you don't protect pre-existing conditions when you allow states to deny coverage for pre-existing conditions, which this bill does. Okay. Second, he focuses only on the states that get money under his bill, not the ones like my state that have that money taken from them to mm. give to the other states. It's basically a raid on blue states and states that adopted the Medicaid expansion mm -hmm. to take money to those states. So it's really unfair just to pick out those states and say that you're winning. The other little trick that they pull is that they don't count all the people who get torn off Medicaid by the Medicaid cuts and by the end of the uh, requirements. Wow. So they start with a false number and then they build up from there and they say it gets better. Wow, so you're thinking, man, who's lying? You know, geez, is this uh, Cassidy Granville? Are they just lying about this and things like that? It sounds bad. This guy's calling it out. He's saying, no, it's wrong because of this, this, and this, right? Well, then, let's do number 93. Uh, Camerata of CNN asked Cassidy, uh, is there lying or misleading? Here we go, listen. But you're saying he's being intentionally misleading. Well, I don't know what his intent is, but he sure as heck is being factually misleading. Wow. So he's really calling him out for not knowing what's in the bill, and he's lying about it, right? Then number 94, this is the best part. Here we go. Have you read this bill? Have you read the Graham-Cassidy bill? I've seen reviews of it. I haven't read the language of it. Well, there you go. There you have it. Well, you know, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, and I'm out here just to make sure that I could just say it's just... It's just wrong, and they're all lying, and you're not supposed to ask me that. This is CNN. I mean, you're not supposed to say that stuff to me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, it's just, I mean, this is why we get frustrated. This is why we can't stand Republicans or Democrats that are entrenched in there, and it's why Trump won, because these guys get up there, and they are such good liars. I mean, if you say something authoritative, like, I'll just, I'll give you a little hint. Everything I say, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I say it authoritatively, and you somehow believe me. And I, okay, shh, don't tell anybody. If you say it authoritatively, people believe you. And that's exactly what this Sheldon Whitehouse did. I'm just going to say it like I mean it, and I'm going to go with it, and then crap, she asked me if I read it. And you know what? You heard the hesitation right there, right? Play, play the one You heard the hesitation, real quick, the, you, you, between the question and his Have answer. Have you read this bill? Have you read the Graham Cassidy bill? Mm. I've seen reviews of it. I haven't read the language of it. Okay, there's like a second and a half gap where his instinct as a politician was, I really want to lie. Like, I, I really want to lie and say that I, I did read it, but then if I get caught, it looks really, really bad. So what's the next best thing? I read reviews of it. Yeah, that, that, yes. I read reviews reviews awesome huh
So that's why we say, who the heck do we believe? I mean, it's, who do we believe? Who do you want to believe? This is just beyond dumb, but whatever. It it is, apparently, as they say, like it is. And until we get more people that are honest, and because and, I don't trust any of these people. So there you go. I thought that was awesome. I will put that up at knst.com because I think it's so good. I mean, isn't that not just funny? I'm going to rip it. Did you read it? Nah. Nah. Yeah. I read what somebody else said about it, kind of, by somebody telling me and stuff and things. Yeah. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Nah, small detail. Small detail. That's cool. Okay. <clears throat> uh, there's more. Oh, oh we got to get to this. Raul Grijalva was asked by local media. Uh, why did you, uh, why did you want to get arrested? Like, why, why did you do what you did? And then they asked, you know, they said, we have a lot of people, uh, this is Tucson who's now talked to him. They said, we have a lot of, uh, viewers that actually are very upset that you would rather sit outside Trump tower, uh, than, uh, than do your job inside the house and make a difference. And he addressed both those things. You got to hear this smart guy's answer. It's coming up in about, uh, six minutes, six twenty-one. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. Happy Friday. Ask your wife. All right, 629. Thank you for hanging out. I know it's early. Sun's starting to come up now. There's a lot of clouds out there, uh, but that's going to feel good. You know it's fall when you no longer have to shower uh, with the the shower all the way over to cold, and it's it's and it's still hot. That doesn't work anymore. It's like, it's like now now I'm kind of like at uh, two o'clock. You know it's true. Ninety for the high day, about ninety. It's at seventy four right now. Uh, 86 and breezy tomorrow, 85 and sunny on Sunday. Uh, awesome. We're supposed to be maybe in the low 90s next uh, by the middle end of next week, but who knows what's going to happen next week. Who knows? Really quick, Raul Grijalva. Uh Number 95, Tucson News now talked to him. Oh, it must have been just awesome. Um, he explains why he wanted to get arrested. He was arrested last week, if you don't know, right in front of Trump Tower in New York City. Uh, took a train from D.C. to New York City. He said he paid for it himself. Sure. Uh, and then he uh, decided to protest for the illegal aliens. The DACA recipients pro- protesting for illegal aliens. Uh, and this is why he did what he did. This is Raul Grahalva on Tucson News Now. Go ahead. This was something that I and with the two other colleagues decided was an effective way to keep it going. An effective way to go in front of Trump Tower and do it where the president is. An effective way to communicate not just to him, but mm. to Congress and their leadership, that this is a serious issue that that members of Congress and others are willing to go that extra step. Yeah, there you go, because normal people want to get arrested. Uh, I guarantee you right now, President Trump is like, who is this guy? Who? One more, number 96. Uh, he was a, a Tucson News Now reporter was like, hey. A lot of a lot of our uh, viewers are wondering. They're mad. They're like, "Why would he waste time getting arrested instead of trying to figure out a solution to this and be doing his job in Congress?" And this is what Raúl said. Here we go. I would explain to them. Him in the House passing legislation. Uh, here's what he had to say. I would explain to them that they can see both. I've been doing both. It's a remix. And the fact that they don't know about what we've been doing in the House is uh, something that. Maybe I need to explain more to them. But the fact that I'm doing this in a community-based, in the street, at a civil disobedience, I think is perfectly consistent with mm. every effort I've taken legislatively. Yeah, there you go. I mean, why not, right? Why not? 
<sighs> the guy's just, he's just all electric. He, he's, a, he's a winner. You should be proud of him. You should be proud of him. All right, so we have that. Um, okay, we're going to get into some things. Uh, Kim Jong-un is a, is a crazy fat guy, leader of North Korea. Uh, what he said to, uh, to Trump, trying to call Trump crazy names, we'll get to that. Also, a study, another study. Guess what the federal government is paying fat teens to do. We'll get to all this coming up in about five minutes. Don't you go anywhere right now. 632 on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. Fuck. 641, thank you for, for hanging out with us on a Friday morning. Uh, at least it's, uh, as we know right now, knock on wood, terrorist-free Friday morning, which, which is nice, right? Which is nice. Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, North Korea threatening to, uh, to basically uh, use a uh, hydrogen bomb to try to shut us up. Yep, we will test a hydrogen bomb if you keep this stuff up. Really? Uh, this is after Kim Jong-il threatened to make Donald Trump, quote, pay dearly for what he said at the U.N. Kim, what'd I say? Ill? Oh, it's his dead dad. Sorry. Kim Jong-un. He said, uh, I, yes, I, I will make him pay dearly. And I'm like, ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. All right. Of course, Trump should have responded. That's cool. I'm rich. Anyway, um, he said, uh, he said, I will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire. And I guess a dotard that was trending now, of course, on Twitter. Dotard means like a like a like a senile old person. Hmm. So Trump tweeted this morning: Kim Jong Un of North Korea, who is obviously a madman who doesn't mind starving or killing his own people, will be tested like never before. So they're going back and forth on that. Second thing that I think you need to know, according to um, I, I get in an analysis, budget staffers, the Graham Cassidy bill. Uh, Arizona will go from in the in the year 2020 they would have had 4.9 billion dollars uh, for Medicaid expansion, and if Graham Cassidy goes, it'll be it'll be 3.2 billion dollars. So losing 1.7 billion dollars. Uh, so they're trying to scare the you know what out of people and saying this is the worst thing ever. I didn't realize government's supposed to be around to provide people health insurance. I mean, enough is enough. We'll get into that. Third thing, I think you need to know Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus wrote an op-ed, and we'll get to this at 710 this morning, wrote an op-ed where he is urging lawmakers to listen to law enforcement on dangerous gun bills. You ready for the dangerous gun bill? Uh, One of them, uh, dangerous gun bill is reciprocity. So if you go through the background check and the training so you can defend yourself and your family and you have it in Arizona, uh, lawmakers in D.C. want to make it okay for you to do the same thing in California or New Mexico or Michigan, wherever you go. And apparently Magnus thinks that's going to make the streets safe. I, I'm sorry, dangerous. He is against it. He's against you being able to defend yourself wherever you go, uh, despite stupid laws and rules from a state. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, he never responded. Yesterday, if you listen to the show, uh, he responded to one of my tweets, and I invited him on my show, and he never responded to that. So there you go. Um, awesome, right? Awesome. Um, now... Um. Oh, we'll get into this. This is. Uh, sorry, I just something just popped up uh, right in front of me uh, with an Arizona congressman, Paul Gosar. Uh, congressman Paul Gosar up in uh, northern Arizona uh, created a new political action committee to take on the open borders lobby. Wow. No kidding. Really quick, protecting Americans under the law. It's the Paul Pack. 
<laughs> but you gotta love when they do that. These these lawmakers. It basically it is a uh, not all dreamers pack, and he wants to fight open borders candidates. Good for him, man. Good for him. All right, so we have that. Uh, so we we hear the threats. What uh, what Kim Jong Un. Uh, that that maniac, what he's been saying about Trump, what Trump's been saying about him. Uh, Donald Trump will pay dearly for threatening North Korea. This guy is literally crazy. He is crazy. He's out of his mind. Uh, it's not going to end well for him. And especially if they fire off a, uh, they test a hydrogen bomb, going to just, you know, just send it into the ocean and cause a big kaboom. Really? This, what you guys want to be called Rocket Man? Rocketman is actually not the worst thing to be called in my mind. And, you know, if anything, I'd be like, you know what? Thank you. That's why I keep firing rockets, dude. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing it. He's not. He's not crooked. He's not lying. He's not Pocahontas. There are other nicknames that he could have actually given him. And and Rocketman is not the worst. He could have been the Walrus. Walrus. The Walrus. Cuckoo Kachu. <laughs> so apparently, uh, dotard, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Um, Merriam Webster's, uh, Webster's Twitter account reported searches for dotard are high as a kite. A second tweet said the word meant imbecile when it was used in the 14th century. The first time it was used, somebody created that word and that meant imbecile, dotard. I kind of like that word to be honest with you. I really dig it. Uh, however, the Korean original statement, the South Korean freelance journalist G. Lee points out the exact translation of what Kim said might be diff may not be dotard, but it might actually be old beast lunatic, which I kind of think that Trump would like, to be honest with you. Right? I kind of think that that he would dig that. But that's that's just me. So yesterday I also told you, 646 now, by the way, on KNST AM790, uh, I told you yesterday about, toward the end of the show, a bill, and it's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, uh, an actual study you wouldn't mind funding it was to try to figure out why, you know, how you can get uh, uh, women when they finally hit the age of uh, older women, let's just say, 50 and over, to uh, want to have more sex. And that study, by the way, led by a woman. So, you know, could be maybe the best wife in all of America because, I mean, how many wives are willing to go lead that study? You know what I'm saying? So that's not bad. That's not bad. Then, then I saw this, and I said, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, Washington Free Beacon has the story. Our federal government is spending $686,000 to pay fat teenagers to not eat. Wait, what? Yes. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Health insurance? What's going on? Fat, yes. University of Minnesota study began earlier this year analyzing of teens that get financial incentives to replace meals with liquid shakes. Like Slim Fast. Okay. You want to get paid for that? Oh yeah! Can't you just do it for yourself? No. Well, they're, you they're, know how expensive those things are. Well, but they're paying not—they're not paying for them. They're paying them to not eat. They're paying them to drink those instead of buying a meal. You mean how expensive? Just don't buy the food. Buy the shake instead. It's a wash. A cheeseburger is way cheaper than a shake. What kind of a cheeseburger? One a of double those, kind. The the kind that's that the fast food you know buck, yeah well, off the buck. Ugh. I hate this. <laughs> and it tastes so much better. I hate this. When you bite into the grease and the I know, cheese I and know, the bread. I, I, and, I, oh. I, you know, why are we paying for this? $686,000 to find out if it works if we pay fat teenagers to drink Slim Fast instead of eating whatever food they're going to eat. Um, they talk about severe obesity is the fastest growing category. 
Can't they get the parents? I mean, at some point, the government's in charge of this now. The government? Can't the parents pay the kids? Why Why is why is my tax dollars? Why are my tax dollars going to, going to this? This makes no sense. And then you know what they're going to say. Well, you know, if this works, it's going to save taxpayers in the long run because you're going to have lower you know, uh, rates of obesity and lower this and diabetes and heart and this and that. Get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it going to save taxpayers? Why are we paying for this? That's, we pay for everything. We pay for everything. Because Obamacare and all this other stuff. We got to, you know, we, so, we got to pay for everybody's uh, health and, and pills and this. And people, I, people would rather spend six bucks on a Starbucks a day. Let's say they go five days a week, 30 bucks a week, 120 mm-hmm. bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But they'll complain if they have to go on a, some kind of cholesterol medicine for $40 a month. That's just too much. I want the generic for $5. But I'll spend 120 bucks a month at Starbucks. Because it tastes better than Yeah, the well, it sucks for you. Sucks so for you. If we were just responsible for ourselves, like Thank we you. should be. Thank you. People who are just fat. Yes. Because they were making bad Listen, shit decisions you would do, be on their own, right? Exactly. I'm you, cool with that. You do what you want to do. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Dude, I was driving home yesterday, and I'm like, I was hungry. And you know when you make the worst decisions when you're hungry, right? The worst decisions. When you're drunk or hungry, you make the worst decisions. <laughs> okay, I was always going to say it, but yeah, that one, that one, that one's in there too. Right? So, uh, and I'm like, oh, dude, I would love to get a greasy cheeseburger right now. But you know what I got instead? A freaking salad with avocado and chicken and a vinaigrette Shut dressing. Up. But you know what? I did that Is because... with it? Shut up. No, I wish. Oh. I did that because, I, you know, I, you know I, I'm just trying to live as long as I can for my children. I'm trying to stay in his best health for my children. And on top of that, my wife looks at me as a sex object. She's like, you better, you better keep the physique. And I, okay. By the way, this is not new, this study. This is what really makes me, you know, even more mad. The National Institutes of Health had similar studies. They, ready for this? Uh, it one one in twenty thirteen cost taxpayers three point six million dollars to pay low income pregnant women not to smoke. Uh huh. Yep. Another UCLA study cost one point four million dollars to give financial incentives for fat adults to lose weight. And then another study, one point five million dollars, analyzed the difference between paying obese adults directly for losing weight versus randomly selecting a lottery winner. For individuals enrolled in its weight loss program. They keep on wasting our money to try to convince people to stop Being eating fat. badly. But yeah. How many more studies do you need? These these eggheads at universities, this is how they get paid. This is how they make their living. Bothers me. Bothers me. How much do they pay? Does it say anywhere? No. No, no. That's how much they got paid. Uh, how much would I get paid if I was in the study? You're not a teenager. Well, I could be. No, you can't even identify as one. Look at this young one. face. You can't even identify as one. So stop it. You're too old. They're paying fat adults. I can be in there, too. You're too old. You're too old. 651. We'll we'll talk more about this later, but, uh, yeah, it's just one of those. You're like, come on. Come on. 710 this morning. uh, We'll go over Chief Magnus' op-ed where he uses the January 8th shooting to convince lawmakers that you don't have the right to have your concealed carry permit uh, be legal in other states. We'll get to that. Back in 5. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Tell you exactly what your home is worth. That way your time isn't wasted. If you want to find out if it's worth it to sell your home, you see other people doing it, neighbors, how much do you owe? Can you get enough? He'll even help you. I mean, he matches buyers with sellers and sellers with buyers. So you want to sell your home? He probably has someone who's trying to sell a home that would be perfect for you as well. 
So he makes it easy and stress-free and simple to buy, sell, and invest. We've done buying and investing. He's showed us the way and how to invest in real estate. You call Bob Zachmeyer at Win3 Realty, and you find out. 314 sold. Uh, in less than 10 minutes, Fox and One here on KNST. It's another day of misery in Puerto Rico. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. There is just a mystery about the amount of destruction and devastation this storm has left still. Fox's Steve Harrigan in San Juan. He says 85% of the island remains cut off after Hurricane Maria's direct hit. So they don't even know how many are dead. There are reports of 13 to 15 so far. 95% of cell phone service out, no gasoline. The governor said today, I can't even call my parents to see how they're doing. There's still flooding and widespread damage. When you go around the island where you can get to through down trees and flooding and down power wires, you really get the sense that still Puerto Ricans are fending for themselves. They're chopping up wooden yards and lighting fires to cook things. They're bathing in hydrants. In Mexico City this morning, more digging and searching through a collapsed textile factory, hoping to find more earthquake survivors. Two were pulled out alive last night from that building. Among the 60 rescued since Tuesday's quake that left at least 286 people dead. President Trump has tweeted, North Korea's leader is obviously a madman. Reacting to Kim Jong-un's rant about him, angry over the president's threat at the U.N. to destroy North Korea, Fox's Tanya J. Powers live in New York. President Trump's tweet this morning also said Kim Jong-un doesn't mind starving or killing his people and will be tested like never before. It's the latest in a back and forth with North Korea's leader who put out a statement calling the president deranged and vowing he would pay dearly for the president's threat against his country. It comes as North Korea's foreign minister says they may test a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean. The foreign minister was supposed supposed to speak at the U.N. General Assembly, but that has now been canceled, Dave. Tanya, Iran today publicly rolled out its newest ballistic missiles. The president said, like it or not, they'll boost their military power. In Britain, police have charged an 18-year-old with attempted murder a week after a bomb and a bucket partially exploded on a London subway train, injuring 30 people. Several other suspects are in custody. Fox News, fair and balanced. 702, Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus in an op-ed says the streets will be more dangerous. Dangerous for communities if people are able to have reciprocity for the concealed carry permits. More people having concealed carry permits and using it in whatever state they want makes it more dangerous. And uh, guess what he uses to actually bolster his argument? We'll get to all that in about five. Here's the news. Arizona could lose $1.7 billion. I'm Greg Paul, KNST News. Arizona could lose a third of its federal funds that support the expanded Medicaid program if the Graham-Cassidy bill becomes law, according to the Legislative Budget Committee. Tucson.com is reporting the state now gets $3.8 billion in federal dollars for Medicaid expansion and the health insurance exchange. That is expected to grow to $4.9 billion by 2020. If the Graham-Cassidy bill becomes law, the state would get $3.2 billion in 2020. Arizona Republicans say they don't know what the U.S. can do to convince Kim Jong-un to back down from his threat to use nukes. Congressman Andy Biggs thinks there's a chance for a diplomatic solution, but only if we enlist help. My position is that we really need to be leveraging China and working with Russia because China supplies some like 85% of raw materials, including fissile material, to uh, North Korea. Russia does trade with them. He says if North Korea sees that it stands to lose its biggest trading partners, maybe Kim will pull back from his constant threats against the West. 
and the dangerous influx of the deadly synthetic drug fentanyl on the streets of Tucson is forcing changes for law enforcement safety. The Arizona Department of Public Safety, one of many law enforcement agencies nationwide, changing the way they test white powdery substances because of the risks of fentanyl, which Colonel Frank Milstead says creates a significant hazard. Because it is so potent and it is so dangerous, and it can not only be inhaled, but it can uh, be absorbed into the skin uh, transdermally. Because of that, DPS has stopped all field testing and conducts all controlled substance testing in a lab. That decision initially created a backlog of 2,000 cases in need of testing, and after some tweaks to the process, DPS is now confident there will be no impact to the prosecution of cases. Joanne Bauer, KNST News. I'm Greg Paul, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most... ...able to defend themselves because the police can't be there all the time. According to our police chief here in Tucson, that is dangerous. Three things that I think you need to know. Um, Now... This uh, this op-ed is what really got me. And when I knew that, that there's really nothing there um, from the Tucson Police Chief. And by the way, Chief, I know you're listening. You're more than welcome to call in 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can come visit us in studio, Oracle and Fort Lowell. I mean, I would just love to love to know because I hear all this. You know what this screams to me? Uh, that the police chief here in Tucson thinks that the best thing to stop violence, any violence, is to make sure guns are completely gone. They are off the streets. They are... And he'll say, no, that's not true. But but this is really, it really is. It really is. So he's against reciprocity, but he started off his op-ed. You ready for this? You know you have nothing. When you start off to try to get people to believe what you have to say, when you bring up the January 8th shooting. What does the January 8th shooting have to do with concealed carry permits and reciprocity? What is it? So, the good chief writes, six years ago, tragedy struck our community when a man shot and killed six people outside a Tucson grocery store. Innocent lives were lost, families were broken, and our community was tested. It's a story of pain and resolve that captured my attention when I was serving at that time as a police chief in Richmond, California, a city that has struggled with gun violence for many years. By the way, again, just so you know, as he was also police chief there, uh, there is now... Uh, there is now uh, a, a major, <laughs> there's lawsuits because apparently there were, I think, 11 people in his department he was overseeing that apparently were having underage sex and like managing a teenage prostitute, an underage teenage prostitute. Hmm. So anyway, so he was there and he saw this happened. So he brings up again the whole thing about the January 8th shooting. And then he writes, now as chief of police for the city of Tucson, our city has made great strides in combating gun violence. He doesn't back that up with actual evidence. However, at a time when over 900 Arizonans are dying every year from gun violence, and what is gun violence? What are you putting in there as statistics, by the way? Is is it suicide as well? Because they like to do that. Suicide is part of it. Um, Anyway. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are debating a series of bills that would threaten our hard-fought public safety gains. The first piece of legislation called the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act would overrule each state's careful judgments about how to best protect the public. This proposal forces states to recognize the concealed carry laws from all other states without putting safeguards in place to prevent dangerous individuals from obtaining a concealed weapons permit. What does that mean? He likes dangerous individuals. That's what you hear from like Gabby Giffords and Mark Kelly. Dangerous. Dangerously mentally ill. Dangerous people. I have a concealed carry permit. Do you know what I had to do? 
sit through an eight-hour class, pass a shooting test. And most importantly, I mean, and those are very important, but okay, another thing, go through a background check. I had to send all kinds of information to DPS, Department of Public Safety. And after a few months, apparently they approved it, and they sent me my concealed carry permit. So apparently I passed all the background checks. Is the good chief implying that DPS would not do a good enough background check? What does the word dangerous mean? Like that's, in, in, in whose estimation is dangerous, Chief Magnus? I mean, I think that, I mean, honestly, I think with this kind of writing and, and it seems to me that he wants guns, the best way to keep people safe is to get, get rid of all guns. That, that's what I think. That's what I think. So to me, I could also describe the chief as dangerous too then, huh? Because I think it would make the streets more dangerous by doing that. Remember, just so you know, uh, when he was police chief of Richmond, California, he stood out with the Black Lives Matter people holding up a sign, Black Lives Matter, as Black Lives Matter was saying how much they hate the police. So, okay. So anyway, he is very against this. And by the way, you can comment 880-KNST, 880-5678. The good chief writes, protecting the safety of their residents has long been the purview of individual states, a right ensured by the Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Now it's states' rights. And then he writes, what works in Massachusetts may not work here in Arizona. Ah. Ah. See, I have some smart listeners. Smart listeners. And I had a listener who heard me preview this, and he read the op-ed, and he looked up, all right, what about Massachusetts? Just really quick, because it's all about homework, right? Massachusetts concealed carry. You know what it's like there in Massachusetts? Just so you know. It says here a Class A license holder may carry a loaded handgun in a vehicle if it's under his direct control. However, this does not apply to large-capacity rifles or shotguns. Such firearms must be carried unloaded in the lock trunk or in a lock case or other secure container. So you have that. Okay, well, there's more. There's more. All right? Massachusetts prohibits the possession of a loaded firearm, a rifle or shotgun or on any public way, regardless of whether the possessor has a fire, I, firearm identification card, a FID, F-I-D. So you have that, right? You have that. Um, on Google, people ask, can I bring my gun to Massachusetts? Non-residents with a valid Massachusetts non-resident hunting license do not need a gun license to possess or carry a rifle. Uh, non-residents may not purchase guns or ammunition in Massachusetts. They have that. But it says right here, what states honor? What states honor Massachusetts concealed carry permit? Do you know a state that recognizes Massachusetts Concealed carry permit, one of the states that does, Arizona. Arizona. Massachusetts recognizes nobody else's, but we recognize Massachusetts. Uh, or they, they, yes, uh, we recognize Massachusetts. So, you got to love it. Um, it. It just goes to show you, is the chief looking up what's going on? States that recognize the Massachusetts concealed carry permit. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. So we recognize it. States that have reciprocity, none, of course, because it's not there. States that Massachusetts recognizes, none. Does he want us to turn into Massachusetts? Would he like that? Maybe. 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 Anyway, let's continue. If passed, this proposed measure would create a race to the bottom by allowing the most ill-conceived concealed carry laws to become the law of the land. 
Which ones? I wish he would have said, you know, if this happens, maybe he likes Arizona's concealed carry law. Maybe he does. But then, why not point out if he thinks, let's just say, Wyoming's or North Dakota or whatever is just a dumb one. Point it out. But there's no facts. There's no examples. And then he writes, not only does this proposal threaten public safety, it makes it even more difficult for law enforcement officers to do their jobs. I love police officers. One thing that some people don't realize is that they're not bodyguards. They're not bodyguards. If you're in a bad area and you feel like you need to protect yourself because you might be in danger, you have the right. It's a great thing about this country. You have the right to protect yourself, to, to arm yourself. Follow the laws, you, you can arm yourself. These police aren't going to be there to do it, and they're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to be there to, you know what, probably uh, investigate and write up paperwork after the crime is committed, after someone is robbed or shot or killed or something like that. So how does people, how do people, I would love the chief, I wish he would come on the show, 880-KNST, 880-5678. How is it possible that people that take concealed carry classes go through the background checks in every single state, uh, the state recognizes, I guess they, they pass the test, they pass the background check, you have the ability, we give you the, the chance to, uh, to carry a concealed firearm for your own protection. Wow. We give you the chance to do that. Apparently, that makes it harder for police officers to do their job. Sheriff's deputies, you name it. I, tell me how. And if you're a police officer, tell me how. You, you, do you agree with this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, Ryan went to, uh, what is it, gunviolencearchive.org. Okay, it's a website. And they have the gun violence incidents in 2017. And if you, if you look at the eastern half of the country versus the western half, the eastern half where they are a bit more, let's just say, well, I mean, look, in the south, though, they have a lot of gun violence there, too, and they're very open with their guns right there. But in Texas, Arizona, except to California, uh, basically from the Midwest all the way through Arizona, it's much uh, much less violence there compared to the entire East Coast. There's a lot of red dots out there. Yeah, there are. Whoa. Yeah, there are. 880-KNST, 880-5670. So the good chief is trying to tell lawmakers, don't listen to the people. Don't listen. I don't, he basically is saying, and I, I, I'm not being provocative, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, but it seems to me that he wants lawmakers to listen to law enforcement because they know better than what someone, an American citizen, what if someone is a... What if you're a lawyer? What if you're a talk show host? What if, what if you are a person that works at a grocery store, but you know firearms, you construction worker? My buddy is a general contractor and knows so much about firearms. He doesn't treat them as toys. He wants to be able to protect himself, right? I, I would love to know why the chief thinks those people being able to protect themselves makes it more dangerous on the streets. We'll, we'll continue. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's more to this, and I'm going to get your reaction coming up. Morning Ritual. We'll be back in five. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You don't even realize what you did, Ryan. 727, you decided to come back with Big Gun from ACDC. I, I did realize. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate, don't you? Uh, I think it's great. Oh, man. Uh, gonna, uh, don't forget, by the way, again, my iHeartRadio channel. Ryan, did you put the podcast up yesterday? 
Uh, yes, I did. Wow. I put it up late, but I got it up. Yeah, and, that's what she said. What? And the clip of us talking about <laughs> the, the the lady from the We're cotton adults. lady. <laughs> the cotton lady. Oh, yeah. oh, you put that part up. Oh, We're talking about yeah. the, the lady who was offended by raw cotton. Yes. That's cool. Uh, go to Download the free iHeartRadio app. It's easy, it's simple, and then you can even you can listen to us wherever you go, walking the dog at the gym, the grocery store. It's great. Download it on your phone, your, your iPad, your tablet, whatever it is. Uh, and then you can even search for the Garrett Lewis channel. Just type Garrett Lewis and the, hit the magnifying glass. Search Garrett Lewis, and you see my channel, and, and you can follow it, and then every time Ryan puts something there, you'll, you'll get notified. Pretty cool stuff, huh? So that's cool. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678, about 90 for a high day, about 90. Um... I want to go to uh, Tom. Tom, you are a CCW instructor, huh? Oh, you got to put the... Tom, are you with me? Oh. You guys. That's all right. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, anyway, uh, Tom was reminding us the fact that you uh, the, the fingerprints are submitted to the FBI. That's what happens there. And we'll see if we can get Tom, because he was waiting for a long time. Um... Now, oh, you got him? Okay. Tom, I thought that maybe Chief Magnus cut off your phone. Welcome to KNST. <laughs> I don't think he's got that power yet. Yeah, no, not, not yet. All right, so you're a CCW instructor. That is correct. Okay. I've done this for about 12 years or 13 years now. Okay, so what do you think about what the Chief is, uh, I mean, I've read his op-ed, which I don't like reading things on the air, but it was so ridiculous that I felt like I had to. What do you well, think of it? Um. I think what he's looking at, it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, the fingerprints that you submit to DPS mm-hmm. for your concealed carry permit go through the FBI. They're the ones that do the background check. Okay? They check through the FBI with your prints. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that people have to remember, there is a Supreme Court ruling that the police have no duty to protect an individual, Period. So that's it. So you're on your own, which is why I said they're not bodyguards. That is correct. They're not. Body- so like when I mean, there's just some of the things that he wrote. Um, if if this, you know, the, if the uh, reciprocity act is enacted, it would uh, it would prevent da- it, this would not prevent dangerous individuals from obtaining a concealed weapons permit. So I guess that again, what's the definition of a dangerous individual? Right. I mean, bad I guess guys. Anybody get with yeah, anybody with a gun, I suppose. Yeah, I guess, I guess in the chief's mind, in that aspect. You know, and it, it's it's ridiculous. And I actually saw a website. Um, uh, it's, it's gunfacts.info. And it has all kinds of stuff, cited information about uh, myths, about CCWs, all this other stuff. Um, I mean, I'm assuming since you're a CCW instructor, you do talk to some uh, law enforcement, right? Well, I'm retired law enforcement. Okay, so you're perfect. Our law enforcement, because according to uh, the chief, if you have more people with concealed carry permits, it makes it a much more dangerous and difficult for law enforcement to do their job. Do you agree with that? No, not really. Um, everyone that gets a concealed carry permit in the state of Arizona, you know, has to go through, jump through several hoops. Um, now, I can't say that about other states because I am not familiar with their concealed carry permit process. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more stringent than Arizona, and some are less stringent. Uh, California, for uh for example, is really difficult to get a concealed carry permit. Okay, and, and so and, and so of is New York. California, California yeah. doesn't recognize ours. You know, they don't recognize anybody. Yeah. Well, then my point, though, I mean, did you guys? You talk with your fellow officers, your retired law enforcement. Did you guys complain about people 
having concealed carry permits? It made your job hard. No, uh, not really. We, you know, we never. It's one of those uh, subjects that we really didn't, you know, spend much time on uh, hmm. discussing around the coffee table or anything. So no, you didn't, huh? Okay, again, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure this out where he's coming from on this. Well, uh, the interesting thing is, you look at a, uh, a state like California, which obviously has no gun crime. Um, uh, yeah. They don't recognize anybody's <laughs> permits, and it's very difficult for a citizen to get a permit in the state of California. And because of that, people, bad guys with guns, seem to take advantage and do bad things to good people that can't get guns. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tom. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Thank you uh, for uh, for serving and protecting and everything. I really do appreciate that. Uh, just so you know, I'm, I was looking at this website, gunfacts.info, and uh, concealed carry permit myths and things like that. Um, they had myths. They had facts. All this other stuff. All this stuff that, that's happening. And... Facts. Do you want some facts? States that disallow concealed carry have violent crime rates 11% higher than national averages. Um, crime is significantly higher in states without right to carry laws. Hmm. So we have all that stuff. Uh, there are more facts. And again, you can react as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, there are myths. People with concealed weapons licenses will commit crimes. In Texas, here's a fact. Citizens with concealed carry licenses are 14 times less likely to commit a crime. They're also five times less likely to commit a violent crime. It just goes on and on that way. I mean, it's... So, I, again, he wrote things based on emotion, without facts to back them up. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, what the heck is going on? That's why I invited him on. Listen, maybe, maybe I somehow have it wrong. Maybe I do. I would, I'm more than willing to learn. And the chief is welcome to come on this show instead of just writing an op-ed and just, you know, writing a one-sided piece without facts to actually back it up, and that's that. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, and there's, well, there's, there's more that he wrote about this, but you, you, get, you get the gist, right? You get the gist. We'll continue. 734 on KNST, AIM 790. You'll get reaction to this. We also have to talk about, apparently, uh, outrage in a classroom. Fifth grade teacher telling students to use a different gender pronoun. Oh, you got to love this one. A letter was sent home. It's insane. We'll get to all that coming up in about six minutes right now on KNST. Here's Fox. Talk. 743, three things I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump and uh, dictator uh, Kim Jong, crazy fat kid, Un in North Korea. Going back and forth, uh, uh, Un is saying that Trump will pay dearly for his speech at the U.N. Whatever. And now they're hinting at uh, dropping a hydrogen bomb in the ocean to show how tough they are. That's not going to be a good move. And Trump called him a madman on Twitter this morning, which he is. He is. But he's getting more of the world to back him. Listen, he's doing more on this. He was left such a mess by Obama and Bush before that and Clinton before that on this whole situation. Uh, I think he's doing pretty good for a guy that's never been in politics, which is exactly what we needed. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, Arizona, uh, according to one study is going to, is expected to uh, lose right right now we get 3.8 billion dollars from the federal government for medicaid expansion how's that working out right and the health insurance exchange it's supposed to go to 4.9 billion by 2020 it's our money well under this graham cassidy bill according to a report it apparently will drop to 3.2 billion so 1.7 billion will not be here it's our money but they're trying to act like that's the worst thing ever go get health insurance Third thing I think you need to know, 
Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed where he basically says, I'm against reciprocity. I don't think concealed carry permits should be recognized across state lines. Shouldn't do it. It makes the job for for police more difficult uh, and uh, based on nothing, by the way. And he started off, his op-ed started off uh, talking about the January 8th shooting, which had nothing to do with concealed carry anything. Nothing to do with it. Nothing. He says it'll be more dangerous, and uh, this will. If we do this, dangerous people will be able to get concealed weapons permits, which I don't under really. What's the definition of a dangerous person? Goes to the FBI. They pass background. What do you want? I think I think my parents are dangerous. <laughs> you know, three things I think you need to know. Um, it, it's it's just it's beyond it's beyond dumb. And he writes that, and I you know I wish he would actually have the. The wherewithal, let's just put it, I'm being nice. I'm being nice to come on this show and, and state his case. I really do. I really do. Um, He said, again, Congress should pa- be passing laws that make police safer. This federally mandated concealed carry legislation would expose law enforcement to even greater threats. He talked about more police officers were assassinated in ambush killings. Than any time in the last two decades. Yeah, why do you think that is? Black Lives Matter, people, Obama, ginning up people to say, screw the police. And you stood arm in arm with them. Chief Magnus actually supports Black Lives Matter more than people abiding by the law and getting concealed carry permits. But this is Tucson. This is accepted. He was chosen by the council and the mayor. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Just insane already, but whatever. Again, I, I he is more than welcome to say, Garrett, you're wrong, and this is why. And again, facts. I believe in facts, and I've given you facts, but the facts are just missing. Uh, some more insanity in this world. And and the more, I mean, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old and, a and uh, eight weeks old. Can you imagine the little guy, eight weeks old today? He slept like nine minutes in eight weeks, but he's eight weeks old today. Um. The more I hear about, we've talked a lot this week and even last week about school and what happens in schools. And I, you know, I'm going to be the worst nightmare of stupid teachers because I have this microphone. That's what it comes down to. I can relay stories like none other. <laughs> and I'm not one, trust me, and Ryan will back me up. I'm not one to go, don't you know who I am? And I'm going to do, but man, oh man, oh man, you give me show prep, you're giving me show prep. Don't you know who I am? Who are you? You're, I, the, you're the guy that sous vis. <laughs> so get this. The master. Yes. An elementary school. Fifth grade teacher. What would you do? What would you do if this was your fifth grader? A letter is sent home. Your kid just starts school, fifth grade. And by the way, this is in Florida. Let me just... The, 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 the teacher sends home a letter. You tell me what this means. At the top of it, it says... The teacher's last name is Bresak, B-R-E-S-S-A-C-K. And it says about MX period Bresak. Not Mr. Not Mrs. Not Ms. MX period. Are those like initials? Well, you see this Bresak, and I don't know if it's a man or a woman, to be honest with you. Miss or this this teacher, I don't even know what the hell to say. Right. Writes in the first paragraph all about, I guess, the background or whatever. It says also this is what the teacher wrote about him or herself. I don't even know what he is or she is. You could stick with it. Okay, it is they, but it's one person. It. I know. 
One thing, this is what the teacher wrote, one thing that you should know about me is that I use gender-neutral terms. My prefix is MX period, pronounced mix. Mick, you know, your kid. Uh, mix Bresak? Mix Bresak. What? These are nine and ten year olds. Mix Bresak. Additionally, my pronouns are they, them, their. This is a singular person. A singular person. My pronouns are they, them, their instead of he, his, she, hers. I know it takes some practice for it to feel natural. But in my experience, students catch on pretty quickly. We're not going for perfection, just making an effort. Why is it? Is the teacher's feelings going to be hurt of a nine-year-old? What's that? You have that? Oh, you want it? We have a new guy that we're training named Jack. Jack, what do you have to say? I was saying I had a teacher at my school, or uh, now that she goes by, not she, but it goes by they. At the U of A? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to find out more about She's this. She's a transgender, and she prefers to be called they. Oh, my. Wow. Okay. You know, I gotta, we got to talk more about this, and we will. There's more to this letter on a fight. That's interesting, Jack. Goes to the U of A. What are you, a sophomore? Junior. Junior. All right, we'll find out more about that, too. Are you having these same experiences? We'll, we'll find out. We'll continue in 5. 7.50 right now. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNSDAM 792, Sons most stimulating talk. You're saying, Chief? He literally has no facts to back up anything that he actually says in the article. Uh, but there you go. And I'm getting feedback. I'll get to it later on. Uh, from police officers. They're not happy with Chief Magnus. Let's put it that way. They are not happy with Chief Magnus. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, 811 now on KNST AM 790. So there's uh, there's some stories we're also talking about, about uh, how in Florida, they're in, they're a fifth grade teacher sends home a piece of paper about itself. And I say that because on the top it says about MX period Bresak. And it tells the, the parents, one thing you should know about me is that I use gender-neutral terms. My prefix, my prefix, I'm sorry, is MX period, pronounced mix. So in, instead of Mr. Bresak or Miss Bresak, it's Mix Bresak. Mix Bresak. Because it's not going to confuse, by the way, 9- and 10-year-olds in the 5th grade class, right? No. I know it takes some practice. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Additionally, my pronouns, the teacher writes, are they, them, their, instead of he, his, or he, his, she, or hers. I know it takes some practice for it to feel natural, but in my experience, students can catch on pretty quickly. We're not going for perfection, just making an effort. Please feel free to reach out to me or administration if you have any questions. My priority is for all of my students to be comfortable in my classroom. Yeah, actually, it's not. And have a space where they can be themselves while learning. Your teacher, MX period Bresak. That's what it says. Mix Bresak. Mix. Uh, Mom, Dad... What does that mean? Mom, dad, what? Uh, before we go any further with this, again, we have this, uh, this new guy that's, that's training. For some reason, he wants to, uh, he wants to be here. Uh, and his name is, uh, is Jack. And he's a U of A student. You're a junior at the U of A, right? Correct. Get that microphone close to you if you don't mind. Uh, and you were telling me that you were, you were kind of like a teacher, like a TA, a teacher's assistant. Yeah, I was what's assistant, called a preceptor, which is. Get closer to the mic. It's like a fancier. Bring it up. I'm teaching about radio. Oh my god! Talking to the mic. Talking to the microphone on radio. It's okay. It just keeps falling. Well, you know, right, we're good. There's uh, this station has advertisers. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was what's called a preceptor. It's like a fancy TA. Okay. And um, 
so yeah, the teacher was transitioning from a male to a female, but didn't classify as any gender. So I guess that's called non-binary, which means that the pronouns <laughs> not him, her, it's it's them, they, like what what you were saying. Is it non-binary? Anything that's not zero or one? Exactly. So it's not it's not a male or a female. It's nothing. So this teacher's there. Does it look like a guy? Did it look to like an a extent? Guy? To an extent. I mean. Like any other like transgender male features, business. male features, and but it had like, did he have breasts? Kind of. I mean, like any other transgender person. I and guess. and what did he want? What did he want to be called? Um, or like she? like you said, they them. Uh, what about their. like like Mister Ms. or just Professor? Like what was it? No, it. Uh, just no, no, not, not it. even it. They never like oh, to be called that. <laughs> oh boy! But it's just hard because like every so often it just natural that you slip up and accidentally say like she or him or but something like, and it's hard what, what was the name it just sounds what unnatural was, did, did, did the teacher say and you don't have to say the name but did it say its first name what it need was it like a male name how'd you address name? him was, yeah uh, yeah i forgot um <laughs> yeah i don't know. you uh refer to the person as they that's it like can, so if somebody has a come question over here so somebody has a question. Instead said, of being they, like, "I have a question" or something, are you serious? It's really unnatural sounding when you. Yeah, it I is. Guess you have to get used to it, but I don't know. In my opinion is just kind of unnatural sounding, and it just everyone is going to slip up at some point. I've Did, seen interviews where people are talking about it, and yeah. they like the people that are pro saying those uh, pronouns. They, 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 they slip, say, and yeah. it. Well, but I mean, here's the thing, Jack. Um, did anybody slip up in class? Yeah. Oh yeah. And did the teacher get mad? No, because it's. I mean, it's just you say it, common. but you can't say it. Did I say it? I don't even. It's common. That's all right. So literally, it, the the professor didn't say, or the teacher didn't say. Let's just say, let's say his name was Jeff Smith originally. Now he's transitioning to a female. Mm-hmm. Didn't say like call me Janice. A lot of times, no, because it, that's like a female name. And well, okay, you have okay. To have or did, a, did, don't, so then don't call me Ms. or Mister or Mix. It was. You need to have like a like a neutral name like Riley. You never know if Riley. Yeah. Just call him Smith. Smith. No, but I know he's saying he's like the gender neutral kind of a name. Yeah. Kyle. Maybe. I don't Kyle. know. I've heard now, now you're going to make fun Kyle. of people named Kyle. Anyway, no, 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 I'm I just know. saying. It's all right. We can make fun of everybody. Especially so Kyle's what, what, mom. What, what, was the, um, what was the feedback in the class where the students like, what the hell? It was, I mean, people, I guess, were taken back. That was the first time I've ever been in a scenario where a person is requested to be uh, called it. Or I'm not it. I'm sorry. They, mm. them, their. And okay. you have to really think about it before you say something. You have but, to think of what, what, what's the correct. But what I'm saying is, were the students, I mean, were they supportive of it? Or were they like, God, this Yeah, is I mean, ridiculous. they went with oh, it. Hang on, hang on. Were they oh. like, oh, man, this is, this is ridiculous. This and is the, just stupid. Why are we doing this? This is dumb. I think everyone in their, in their heads were thinking that. So they're being politically correct. You're not just going to flat out insult your you teacher. You didn't talk to front. anybody? Oh, you were, you were the teacher's I was the preceptor, though. so I never really got to talk to nobody, the kids. Nobody was going to, they were afraid you were going to narc on them. Yeah, they didn't care. It's true. Uh I'm t- dude, this is this is insane. It's the first time I've ever had a teacher. That was actually the first time I've ever had someone request to be called them. I was taken back. I thought they were joking at first because they is multiple people, and then you have to yeah. refer to it as one person. So yep. when you're using common sentences, you have to just difficult. Yeah, it is. Uh, just see if you're confused by this, and you may be. Um, I'm going to play this from over here, Ryan. On on in our system, you see it right there, or you want to play it? You can just hit it. Uh, South Park explained it pretty well with Cartman. Cartman was very very uh, upset that he'd have to use the the men's bathroom because it was full. So, well, just just listen to this. Uh, play it. Go ahead. What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm going to the potty. This is the girls' bathroom. All right, I need to tell you something, Wendy. I'm transgender. <laughs> what? Did you notice the bow? 
I'm not comfortable with the sex I was assigned at birth, so I'm exercising my right to identify with the gender of my choice. Now get out of my way. I have to take a Well. Get out of here! Wow, this is nice in here. The girls' bathroom's a lot cleaner than the boys'. <laughs> and play the next one where they explain it. Here we go. I want to know just what makes you think it's okay to go inside the girls' bathroom. Because I'm transgender. I looked it up. That means I can use the girls' You are not transgender, Eric. You don't even know what that means. Yeah, huh? It means I live a life of torture and confusion because society sees me as a boy, but I'm really a girl. Yeah. All right. Well, if you identify yourself as a girl, you must find yourself attracted to boys. Is that right? That's actually not true. I can be transgender without it having anything to do with the gender I'm attracted to. Check the state bylaws. All right. Listen, Eric. Erica. Listen, Eric, <laughs> you must know why we can't have you in the girls' bathroom. All I know is I'm transgender, and you can't make me go to the bathroom with the cisgenders. With the what? Cisgender. Yep. It's the politically correct name for people who aren't transgender. Yep. If you identify with the sex you were born with, then you're cis. But then cisgender is just normal. Saying normal is extremely offensive to people who aren't in that group. Trust me, you don't want this hot potato. Just let him use the girls' room. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> By the way, this happened. University of Michigan, I don't know if you know about this. They did this. This reminded me of the story from, uh, yeah, it was, I think, last year. Um, they let students pick their own pronouns. That's what it was. There was a new policy, designated pronouns. So one guy said, you must call me His Majesty. A lot of schoolwork now I'm finding is asking me what pronoun what pronoun. Like. But they got to pick it. Like they were picking names from Game of Thrones. You must call me this. You must call me Tennis Racket. You, it was all these things. It's true. One guy's, you, his, his majesty. He said, you must, majesty, yes, yeah. University of Michigan. He said, I'm going to select Grant Stobel's his name. He said his pronoun, he listed his pronoun as his majesty. Because that's what <laughs> they allowed them to do it. And then I, like everybody started making fun of it. And they were writing all kinds of weird names. And it wasn't they, he, she, all that stuff. It wasn't that at all. Um, so uh, I, I just thought that it was, uh, I just thought it was pretty funny. Um, well, thank you for, for telling us that. Um, that's, that's, that's all right. It, 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 this is the kind of stuff that you sit back and say, what the heck is going on? Uh, well, you got to respect the fact that somebody's doing this. I don't have to respect anything I don't want to respect. What do you think? It's mean? I think it's stupid. I think it's just dumb. Anyway, you can comment. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Do you remember we did that story, Ryan? I'm trying to find the exact story. Um, where people literally, there was like a hundred and something names. Yeah, I do. Well, very much so. Uh, and, we, was there any audio to it? There wasn't. I don't think, no, we just read it. But again, but this one particular University of Michigan student uh, successfully changed his preferred pronoun to his majesty on the class roster. So he's making this. He's making the the teachers there, the professors, because there was they z e z all that other stuff. He's making them call him His Majesty Grant Stobel. It's his new identity. His new identity. That was great. Anybody, you know what? We could all play that game. We can all do this it. right here. Um, but I want. I remember I saw the entire list, and I can't figure out where that. Anyway, I'm going back trying to figure this stuff. But you get the idea. So we have that. That's going on at the U of A, um, and and now we got to get. We'll get back to the the story about the fifth grade teachers because parents were not happy. Are you dealing with any of that? I'm just curious here. Are any is that happening here in Tucson, or in Oro Valley, or Marana, or Sawarito, or the foothills? Are you dealing with that stuff? 
880-KNST, 880-5678. We will continue. I mean, what would you do if your fifth grader came home with that letter? I'm calling my teacher mix something or other. Time to change classes. Oh, my God. It's just, and, and by the way, if you people are going to think it's mean. It's mean. Hang on one sec. They're going to think it's mean if you want to change class. We'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about all that stuff in about five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Eating talk. Yep. All right, 828. Did I say C? Was that on the air? Uh, a little bit. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you for hanging out on this Friday. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Uh, and uh, iHeartRadio app. Download it. And then find the Garrett Lewis channel. Just search Garrett Lewis. It's really that simple. That's, that's all it is. Uh, it's going to be about 90 today. 86 tomorrow. 85 Sunday. How about that? Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Huh? Okay. Bruce, welcome to KNST. What's up, man? Hi, Garrett. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I was listening to your segment about the they, them, us, their, the, yeah. you know, the pros out now in use. To me, it all boils down to they're dumbing down our kids. Uh, you know, if we could, uh, there's a reason college courses are only 50 minutes long. It's because people don't have much of an attention span after that. And if they can chew up 15, 20, 30 minutes each day talking about drivel like this, they're, they're meeting their objective, which is the dumbing down of kids. I don't care if it's at uh, elementary, high school, or college level. I don't know if it's, it's dumbing down, man. I don't, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. It's not surprising that the same group yeah. of people uh, that want to do this are the same group of people that think everybody should go to college. Well, you know, maybe. I don't, I don't know if it's dumbing down. I just think that it's trying to, uh, to change society. Uh, into what they want it to be, and they bully people by saying, "If oh, you don't, if, if, hang on, if they, they bully people into thinking, if you don't buy into what I say, if you don't believe in what I am and what I represent, then you are a bad person." And that's what's yeah, messed exactly. up, man. I mean, they're telling ten-year-olds to tell call their teacher Mix Bresak, and then you know, right. a nine-year, you don't think a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old? I know what if I was nine and ten, I'd be like, "Mom, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it." Well, if if you can uh, teach kids not to differentiate between him and her and be successful at that, how are you going to teach them to differentiate between the complexities of life and business yeah. and work and situations they're going to face? You're right. Uh, it, it, it's terrible. It is. You're right. Bruce, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, the letter. I will put this uh, story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Again, one thing you should know about me is I use gender-neutral terms. My prefix is mix, pronounced mix. It's MX period, pronounced mix. And my pronouns are they, them, their, instead of he, his, she, hers. Uh, this was picked up by the Tallahassee Democrat newspaper. Parents apparently very, very mad. And they voiced their concern over Facebook, the principal, of course, in full support of the teacher. From the Tallahassee Democrat, in a post written Tuesday night in the Facebook group, Tally Moms Stay Connected, a parent said her child's teacher sent home the welcome to my class. This is what I'm telling you about. Um, and the parent ended the post by saying, what would your reaction be as a parent of 9 and 10-year-olds? And listen, there will be parents of 9 and 10-year-olds that think this is totally fine and totally supported. But I just don't think it's, I don't think it's what uh, a 9 and 10-year-old needs to deal with. We support her preference and how she's addressed. We certainly do, the principal said. Her? Her? Uh-oh. And he said, she. she. said, that's not what you call me. I guess it's a female that's trying to become male. I don't know. I think a lot of times it might be decided that there's an agenda there because of her preference. I can tell you her only agenda is teaching math and science at the greatest level she can. 
Hmm. Really? I don't think so. Uh, by the way, the bottom of the uh, letter, the the uh, the teacher, Mick, Mick Bresek, said, here are a couple of fun things about me. My favorite color is red, favorite animal giraffe, favorite candy sour Skittles, hobbies, color, paint, coloring, painting, and dancing. Uh, Mick Bresek, do you lead when you dance? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Get more reaction about that. Again, is this happening where your kids are, where they're in school? Um and uh, we, we have to do some more stuff, too. Uh, apparently, a Democrat caught, didn't realize he was being videotaped, was asked at a, a kind of like a mini town hall about the Obama, repeal, Obamacare repeal and replace bill. Uh, what do you think John McCain's going to do with his vote? You got to hear what this guy said, why he says John McCain will vote against the repeal. Classy. Classy stuff. Coming up in about 6, 833 on KNST, here is Fox. Yes, yes, yes. What's up, Friday? We made it. We're here. It's good. Going to be about 90 today, 80, 85 or 80, 86 tomorrow, 85 on Sunday is what they're forecasting. Well, there's that. Three things I think you need to know. You have, you know what's awesome? You have, uh, number one, President Trump not backing down from this Kim Jong-un nutbag. Oh, no. Apparently, uh, Kim Jong-un very upset. Very upset that uh, the Trumpster ripped him in his U.N. speech. Said Trump will pay dearly. Uh, also threatening to uh, to test a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean. And Trump tweets this morning that obviously Kim is a madman and he's going to be tested like never before. you got to have strength with these guys. They only respect strength. And Trump's just trying to clean up the mess that was left by Obama, Bush, and Clinton before him. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, uh, according to uh, some, I didn't even put any, anything into this. I almost feel like it's spreading propaganda. Uh, this Obamacare replace, repeal, replace, whatever it is. Apparently, there's one estimate from one group of people that Arizona would get 4.9 billion in the year 2020 from the state to, from the federal government to run Medicaid. That's everybody. I mean, really, uh, if this passes, 3.2 billion instead. So it's a 1.7 billion dollar uh, reduction in funds from the federal government. But we get everything here, and it's based on a formula. And not everybody and their mother is going to qualify for this, and nor should they. Why, you know, maybe that's a, well, a bad thing. Why is it a bad thing? We can't afford this the way it is. Anyway, third thing I think you need to know, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed uh, where he calls for lawmakers to believe law enforcement like him in passing gun control. He doesn't want the Reciprocity Act to go through. He thinks it would be dangerous, dangerous uh, for police officers, dangerous for the communities. If, if you have um, every state... Um, abiding by and approving and allowing other states concealed carry permit holders to, to do the same thing in their state. Red, just like reciprocity for driver's licenses, reciprocity for concealed carry permits. He says, uh, if we do this, there's no way to stop dangerous people from getting concealed carry permits. Really? They all go through background checks? Is it? Do, are you against Arizonans getting concealed carry permits? Are they dangerous? It's going to make things hard. Give me a break. He wants all guns off the streets, and I've invited him on publicly on the air, on Twitter. You want to come on the show and explain it? I would love it. Again, his op-ed had literally zero facts backing up what he said. Uh, and uh, he started off by trying to emotionally grab people in his op-ed by talking about the January 8th shooting, which had absolutely nothing to do with concealed carry permit holders. Jared Loftner wasn't one of them. He was a psychopath. He had mental issues. He was bipolar. He passed a background check. Oh, that's why I get bad background checks are bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Three things I think you need to know. He was severely mentally ill. People will say that I'm mentally ill. It's an opinion. It's not a fact. I have a concealed carry permit. Oh my god! I know. All right, so um, what are you packing? Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> stop it! Let's play the uh, let's play the McCain thing real quick. Uh, so some congressman I've never heard of uh, was, I guess, talking to constituents about this Obamacare repeal and replace thing, and what he said was pretty, I would say, unclassy. What do you think, Matt Cartwright? Cartwright? You know, nothing. Nothing. The Seinfeld Chinese restaurant. Oh, to oh. stand to his car. No. Uh, this woman call. Uh, I yell, Cartwright, Cartwright. I say, he no here. She cursed me and hang up. <laughs> That's what he said. I can say that. Who's Cartwright? I'm Cartwright. Anyway, Mad Cartwright, uh, number ninety, was talking to people, and he thinks McCain will will vote against the repeal because he's dying. Listen to this. Pain, I'm worried. Also because the uh, the governor of Arizona came out in favor of the Lindsey Graham bill passing the bill. So that puts pressure on McCain. But man, something tells me McCain, he's staring death in the face right now. So he's probably going to make good choices. He's wow. not going to bend the political pressure. Wow, he's staring death in the face. He's probably going to make good choices. That's classy. That's classy. <clears throat> Uh, let's do one more real quick. Let's do a couple. Let's do 91. This is Bill Cassidy talking about the pre-existing conditions, because that's the thing. Democrats say nobody with pre-existing conditions is going to be covered. you got to hear this. This is just funny, because you'll hear what he says, and then a Democratic senator from Rhode Island starts destroying it. Oh, he's wrong. He's wrong. Trust me, it gets funny. First, here's Bill Cassidy on his bill. Here we go. Under Graham, Cassidy, Hiller, Johnson, more people will have coverage, and we protect those with pre-existing conditions. States like Maine, Virginia, Florida, Missouri, there'll be billions of more, billions more dollars to, prefer, to provide health insurance coverage for those in those states who have been passed by by Obamacare, and we protect those with pre-existing conditions. Okay, that's what he says. Is it true? I mean, I'm assuming it. Who knows, right? Well, Sheldon Whitehouse went on CNN, was asked about this, and said, no, 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 not true. And he, he gave his version of what he thinks the bill is. Here we go. There's not much of that that's, that's true. Uh, no. For starters, you don't protect true. pre-existing conditions when you allow states to deny coverage for pre-existing conditions, which this bill does. Mm. Second, he focuses only on the states that get money under his bill, not the ones like my state that have that money taken from them to give to the other states. It's basically a raid on blue states and states that adopted the Medicaid expansion to take money to those states. So it's really unfair just to pick out Mm -hmm. those states and say that you're winning. The other little trick that they pull is that they don't count all the people who get torn off Medicaid by the Medicaid cuts and by the end of the uh, requirements. So they start with a false number, and then they build up from there, and they say it gets better. So, I mean, it sounds like he's kind of an expert on this, doesn't it? I mean, Sheldon Whitehouse, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So the anchor, CNN's Allison Camerata, is like, wow. You know, and you'll hear what she says next. Here we go. But you're saying he's being intentionally misleading. Well, I don't know what his intent is, but he sure as heck is being factually misleading. Factually? So this guy must know it. I mean, it's factually. He's saying there's factual misleading going on. I and mean, this is Democrat. Wow. Right? And then this happened. Have you read this bill? Have you read the Graham-Cassidy bill? I've seen reviews of it. I haven't read the language of it. Oh, man. Well, there goes that idea. 
Of course, uh, there was nothing after that by Allison Camerata like, well, then how can you make these actual statements? How can you, if you didn't read the bill, read the bill. If you didn't read the bill, um, how, can you, how can you act like you know this stuff? Ah. Dude, you got to love it. You have to pass the bill to read the bill. Is there. that what it is? Yes. Or you you just, heard Nancy tell you. Yeah, it's true. How many times has she told you this? She's told us a lot. After you know, maybe those illegal alien young people were right when they called her a liar. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Well, okay. oh, it's like birthday. Yes. Surprise! Woo, baby! <laughs> Happy birthday to you! Uh, no. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So there's that, which is which is cool. Uh, we have uh, much, much, much more. As a matter of fact, I'll do a uh, coming up in five. A sorority gets in trouble for singing a song. Singing a song. Uh, I will tell you about that. Uh, Nine ten this morning. Uh, there's other stuff I have as well. Oh man, you know what? I'll get. There's some reaction to the Tucson Magnus uh, op-ed. If you don't know what it was, again, I'll explain some of it. And then some uh, police officers not happy with uh, Chief Magnus. Uh, we'll get to all that coming up. Five minutes. KNST AM seven ninety. Tucson's most stimulating talks. 855, Gary Lewis with you right here on KNST AM 792, Sons. Most stimulating talk about 90 or so today for the high. Cool stuff. Uh, again, a little more than 10 minutes from now, some reaction to the uh, Tucson police chief uh, op-ed about how he basically wants to take uh, responsible gun owners' rights. Uh, well, he doesn't want to give them any more rights. Let's put it that way. Okay, it's, we'll get to that. Uh, however, this is a butte right here, Clark. This is a butte. Sorority up in uh, University of New Hampshire. Alpha Pi Sorority. Oh, yeah. They were briefly under investigation. I don't know why a bunch of chicks. You know what they were They were singing a song. Kanye West's Gold Digger. Right? Kanye West's Gold Digger. Apparently, there was an 11-second Snapchat or whatever. They put it up there, and there's some group called All Eyes on UNH. They ex- they seek to expose injustices. And they they um they wrote this. The girls sing the N-word, because in the in the in the song, Kanye, who's black, or it was a Jamie Foxx in it too, isn't it? One of them yeah. says the N-word. I Jamie with Foxx broke, does. broke, and it's yeah. So Jamie Foxx says it like a, a gazillion times in the song. It's part of like the main chorus. She ain't messing with no broke. No, that's, that's Kanye's yes. part. Oh, that's Kanye. Oh, so that's yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Anyway, it's said a whole bunch of times. So these girls just sing it. It's in the song. When Kanye says it, it's okay. These girls, oh man, this justice group wrote this is a showcase of ignorance. And that the Panhellenic Council should do better in combating racism. So they're singing a song, and they're racist for singing the song. The way it was written. By the artist. By the artist, yes. He wasn't racist. It's okay. It's okay. Which I never understood why black people still use the N-word, because it's just a disgusting word. Nobody should use the N-word. It's horrible. Of course, then they were forced to apologize for singing a song with the original actual lyrics. Uh-huh. 857 Fox updates you in two right here on KNST. There are lots of reasons why you should get life insurance. Here are two big reasons you should get it now. Hi, Mommy. Hey, Dad. Your family depends on you. Talk to SelectQuote. It's easier and more affordable than you think to get the life insurance your family needs. SelectQuote got Richard, 40, who takes meds to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month, and got Vanessa, 37, a $750,000 10-year policy for under $21 a month. 
Call SelectQuote or go to SelectQuote.com today. Get up to 10 free quotes in minutes from some of the best life insurance companies out there, like Banner Life, Prudential, Mutual of Omaha, and many others. Call 800-987-1717. That's 800-987-1717. 800-987-1717. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. We get $3.8 billion now. It's supposed to be $4.9 billion by 2020. We cut it to $3.2 billion. Okay, so? So? Is that bad? It's our money. Are we supposed to pay for everybody else's health insurance? We can't afford it the way it's going right now. Shouldn't we cut costs? It's a large number. Oh, we, we don't. That's only one group. We're not sure about this. We just don't know. Is anybody really going to know? We just need to stop this. And I, and I heard, again, three things I think you need to know. Real quick, I, I heard uh, Levin, who's been uh, like me and Rand Paul, against this stuff. We know the way to do it, but apparently Republicans don't have the guts to actually make it happen. Total free market, eliminate state lines, buy if we, the the one time we want to eliminate borders, it's to it's to buy health insurance. That can you be behind you don't want borders to actually keep bad people out. We don't want borders so people can get more affordable health insurance. Uh Levin had Santorum on the show yesterday on KNST uh afternoons forty seven right here. And, you know, leaving Levin's like, I get it. It's not going to be perfect. And and maybe this is the right way. You start with this, and then you go to get more, and you go to get more after that to try to get, you know, more and more of the government out of it, bit by bit by bit. And I think that's the plan. So there you go. Uh, that's that's the latest. But it gets confusing. I think it makes people's eyes roll, to be honest with you. I think they want a clear, concise answer, and nobody really has one. So you have lawmakers speak as if they are uber smart about things, and they make it up, just like we played that soundbite of that Sheldon Whitehouse, who's like, oh, it's a terrible bill. Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. <laughs> Thanks, it's, Sheldon. It's awful. Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. They're lying about what they're saying. Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. That video, by the way, on my page, KNST.com. Well, somebody told him. Somebody, somebody, somebody told him. Somebody's <laughs> review of it is what he's going so, by. Somebody's cliff notes. There you go. Which, <laughs> are, do you know that they read it? I don't know. They said they did. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. So anyway, <laughs> it's ridiculous. What are you getting paid oh, to do, man. dude? Oh man. So we have that. Uh, so all right. What what else are we? Oh, we got to get the really quick the uh, Tucson police chief, and he's still welcome on the show. I know he's been listening all morning. How can you not listen to this show, right? I know he's got people listening. He's listening. It's all there. So the Tucson police chief writes an op-ed in the local paper. And he start, He wants to basically tell lawmakers, you need to listen to us. Lawmakers have to listen to law enforcement on dangerous gun bills. We know better than anybody else. That's right, because we're law enforcement. Right. Of course, law enforcement, I don't think, really agrees with him. Anyway, he starts out the idea, and, he, and he, what, what is he against? What dangerous gun bills? Reciprocity. Again, Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. It would overrule each state's, as he writes, careful judgments about how to best protect the public. Uh, it forces states to recognize the concealed carry laws from all other states without putting safeguards in place to prevent dangerous individuals from obtaining a concealed weapons permit. Are, so my first question, are dangerous individuals obtaining concealed weapons permits now? What is your definition of dangerous individual? Do you, maybe, I bet you, I guarantee you this police chief thinks I'm dangerous. Would you like to see me not have the ability? Because I already have a concealed weapons permit. Should I? Should I not have it? I had to go through the background check. I went through the training. I did the class. I did it all. 
And then DPS approved it. Yeah. It's a fair statement. Well. It's a fair statement. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he wrote all that. And he and he's, that this is what he's trying to do. And he, and he started it by bringing up the January 8th shooting, six years ago, tragedy. People killed outside of a Tucson grocery store. Innocent lives lost. That had nothing to do with concealed carry permits. Zero. Why are you bringing that up? And I'd love to ask him that, but he's not going to have an answer. But instead, he's going to just go for the emotional thing. Anyway, I I got a website, gunfacts.info, about concealed carry stuff. And it, myth, police and prosecutors are against concealed carrying by citizens. Fact, in a survey, 15,000 officers, of 15,000 officers, 91% said concealed carry should be permitted citizens without questions... Without question, without further restrictions. Yes, 91% said concealed carry should be permitted for citizens without question and without further restrictions. 66% of police chiefs believe that citizens carrying concealed firearms reduce rates of violent crime. I guess our chief is in the 34%. Right? And these are all cited, by the way. Glenn B. White, president, Dallas Police Association, in the Dallas Morning News, December 23rd, 1997. 1997, said all the horror stories I thought would come to pass didn't happen. I think it's worked out well, and it says good things about citizens who have permits. I'm a convert. It's all there. Uh, This police chief was chosen, by the way. He was chosen um, by the Tucson mayor and the city council. And there's a reason why they chose this guy, because they all agree the same way. They think the same things. And I'm getting emails i'm just letting you know some things i can say on the air some things i can't say on the air here's one from a retired law enforcement retired tpd that i know it's funny that the guy who has spent the last 18 months destroying the police department thinks he's made great strides in preventing gun violence in a city where we're waiting days for the police to respond your call is normal that's what it is in this in this op-ed the police chief Says he's made, quote, now as the police chief of the city of Tucson, our city has made great strides in combating gun violence. You know, if he did, I think he would back that up with stats. Like, before I got here, it was this. Now it's this. Where are the facts? Where's the beef? Right? Where is it? No facts. No beef. Um, now, when it comes to uh, what police are saying, I'm just telling you, morale, morale is not good right now. Morale is not good. As a matter of fact, uh, there is an officer. I'll read, I'll read what, I w- was, what was written. Um, it's, not only, it's not only pay that's an issue. Add the new training style. The increase of people being put on imposed leave. The lack of manpower. It all brings morale down. And it's not just police. A TFD firefighter, I talked to him, said this place is a bleep hole, meaning Tucson. He told me he can't wait to retire, get out of Tucson. He said the lack of raises and poor city leadership is driving him away. I wonder how many city employees actually stay in Tucson after they retire. Imagine all the retirement money being spent in a different city or state helping the economy. Millions. I'll bet the city leaders don't give that a, a thought for a second. It's not looking it's not looking good in that aspect. I'm just telling you, and there needs to be new leadership, and it's up to the people of Tucson to step up. If not, you keep getting this. You keep getting it. And you can comment, by the way, 880 KNST, 880 5678. Um well if if the 
Reciprocity Act comes a law. The chief wrote, not only does this proposal threaten public safety, it also it, it makes even more difficult for law enforcement officers to do their jobs. If the bill were to become a law, law enforcement officers could be sued, not just in their professional capacity, but personally, if they wrongfully question a person's legal authority to carry a concealed gun. Well, they got to do their job correctly. Um, here's another cited thing. You ready for this? Jerry Kilgore, Virginia Public Safety Secretary. From the Fredericksburg Freelance Star. I know it's low, February 2nd, 1996. 96. I'm just reading you things from this Gunfax Info. Gunfax.info website. Um, he wrote, he, he is quoted as saying, Virginia has not turned into Dodge City. We have not seen a problem. Uh, here's more quotes. The concerns I had with more guns on the street, folks may be more apt to square off against one another with weapons. We haven't experienced that. Uh, here's another one. This is from Detroit Police Chief James Craig. Story in the Detroit News, January 3rd, 2014. It was called Detroit Police Chief. Legal gun owners can deter crime. What? This is what he was quoted as saying. Coming from California, where he was on the L.A. police force for 28 years, where it takes an act of Congress to get a concealed weapons permit. I got to Maine, where they give out lots of care and concealed weapons permits, and I had a stack of CCW permits I was denying. That was my orientation. I changed my orientation real quick. Maine is one of the safest places in America. Clearly, suspects knew that good Americans were armed. There you go. They're on a plane. They're on a plane. Yeah. So anyway, you can comment. Again, I'm just dealing in, I'm giving you facts. I'm giving you quotes. And those are things that are not actually given by the police chief in his op-ed. He's giving emotion. He's giving emotion. That's all it is. Uh, here's another quote, John B. Holmes, Harris County, Texas, District Attorney, Dallas Morning News, December 23rd, 1997, and I lived in Texas for six years, let me tell you, people knew not to, you know, convenience stations weren't robbed because everybody knew they were armed behind the counter, let's just put it that way, um, so this is, uh, this is what this DA said. In the Dallas Morning News, I felt that such legislation presented a clear and present danger to law-abiding citizens by placing more handguns on our streets. Boy, was I wrong. Our experience in Harris County and indeed statewide has proven my fears absolutely groundless. Absolutely. Oh, that's right. And we were, uh, what, uh, the worst city. We were named the worst city, worst large city in Arizona to live. We talked about it a couple days ago. And part of the reason was that was for property crime. That's right. We had high property crime. But the chief says he's doing a good job. Again, you know what's you know what's really frightening? Again, he's the police chief. And and I'm not being listen, I know I can be a little bit rough, blunt, but it's okay. I mean, if you really believe this, shouldn't you respond to it? I mean, I'm sticking my neck out on the line every single day by saying things, and I could lose my credibility if I'm wrong. But we could we learn, right? We learn. Police chief writes this and doesn't want to even talk about it or back it up. And I know he's listening. I know people tell him he's sitting in his car listening. I know it. I know it. Maybe he's listening on the iHeartRadio app. I don't know. Maybe he is. Remember, this is the same police chief, by the way, that had (laughs) property crime happen to him. His car was broken into and his backpack was stolen. I I wonder what was in it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, 922. 
Uh, ABC is uh, has a new sitcom coming out. You know, it's like Jeff Flake is running the entertainment division. It's like you're, you're just trying to basically say, please don't watch. Do you know what this show is about? I mean, how dumb are these executives? I'll tell it to you in about uh, four minutes. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AIM 792, Sounds Most Stimulating Talk. 928, thank you for hanging out. About 90 or so for the high today. Beautiful. 85 or 86 tomorrow and 85 Sunday or vice versa. Uh, if I'm off by a degree, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? Global warming. Um, really quick, before I get to your calls, and I have another story, because, you know, Chief Magnus uh, also said that sanctuary, uh, he, he believes in sanctuary cities. He does. He doesn't want uh, He doesn't want any, you know, he, if you crack down on illegal immigration, it's not good for the communities. You know, the police shouldn't be there. They shouldn't. They should not work. Obviously, they shouldn't work, but he... He's not for SB 1070 laws. He doesn't think that police should do any kind of investigation. If they know somebody is here illegally, don't do anything. It's going to make the communities not safe because then they're not going to call police and blah, 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 and things like that, right? Get out of here. Just just get out of here. But really quick, I just need to know this. ABC has a comedy about illegal aliens. Yes, a comedy about illegal aliens. Is that something you want to watch? Uh, apparently a family hires an illegal immigrant maid, an illegal immigrant maid. Um, is that something that's good to you? I mean, you're like, oh, awesome. I can't wait to see a comedy about illegal immigrant, uh, illegal immigrants and maids. And I'm sure it's going to be written from the viewpoint of it's all good. Do you think how stupid are these people on TV? It's like, they just are telling people do not watch our shows. We still don't get it. Trump was elected. We still don't get it. Don't watch our shows. I'll get more into that in, in a little bit, but I just, there, there's more to it, but I want to get Martin. Martin, welcome to KNST. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, how you doing, Garrett? All right, what's happening? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that the city council just hired themselves a politician, not a police chief. They politicized the police department. Yeah. Um, so they're, and they're not even pretending otherwise now. You know, in the past, they may have. Oh, no, no, he's not. You know, he's a law enforcement, this and that nonsense. Other thing was, I find it interesting that behind the scenes, Magnus is doing everything to, to destroy the police department and law enforcement by cutting hours and everything you just mentioned, while he's crowing openly about trying to increase uh, public safety by worrying about this nonsense reciprocity thing that's going on. It's classic counter in search. So, this stuff keeps going on. Private citizens may or may not uh, have to arm the private citizens, responsibly armed. They may have to step in and start doing the police job. There's not enough out there. And if some incident happens, they will cherry-pick that and try to oh, yeah, exploit make it. political yeah. hay with it. Yep. And that's what they do. They, they're, that's what you're seeing all over the United States, I think. This antiphote nonsense. Um, they're trying to delegitimize law enforcement, delegitimize our our uh, law and order system, uh, destroy it, basically, and then replace it with something of their own design, which would be disastrous, of course. And that basically means shredding the Constitution, because what they would have in mind has nothing to do with the Constitution. Exactly. And these people around here believe, I mean, the, the city council, they're exactly the same people that are doing this nationally, I think. You know... It starts from the local level. It it really does, and it's all local. Yeah, I, I know, and, that, and it goes from there all the way on up. And and you know, you make a great point. I mean, I get emails all the time from listeners about the response time, 
And response time is horrible from fee- from, from the, the police because there's not enough of the police, like you were saying. So how is everything safer? I mean, I, I, I just don't get it. And, you know, a listener reminded me of this. I don't know if you remember this or not. Sheriff Dupnik, of course, was out of his mind during the January 8th shooting and even before right. that. But if you go back to the early 80s, he was on record of telling Pima County residents they need to arm themselves because there aren't enough deputies. He doesn't have enough deputies to protect everybody, which is the point. You need to be able to protect yourself, right? Well, this is very true, but there still has to be a responsible level of law enforcement anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it's no excuse for any of this nonsense that Magnus is doing, but he's he's a liberal Marxist, just yeah. like the rest of them yeah. up there. And he has an agenda. Oh, by the way, uh, his definition of a dangerous uh, person, Garrett, is someone who doesn't um, believe the same way he does. Yeah, doesn't you, agree with him. Exactly. So you and I and probably uh, lots of other people are definitely make that list. Exactly. Thank you. Very yeah. appreciate your. I, that's that's my point. That's my point. And uh, just real quick. Um, so again, Magnus is not a, he doesn't like if, if his officers, he doesn't want them to do anything to help the federal government, ICE officers, border patrol or anything, uh, do anything about illegal aliens. Cause he thinks it's going to stop, um, I, I, whatever communication or something like that. However, you know, in California, they are trying to become a sanctuary state. And yet there's a story in the Washington free beacon, California law enforcement groups say sanctuary laws make communities less safe. So Magnus is trying to tell you, me, and everybody else, and I remember we talked about this in the show, Ryan. He said sanctuary laws uh, actually, because he went after Trump on Twitter, and he and I were going back and forth about that. Uh, He says that sanctuary cities are not more violent. And yet in California, where they're trying to make it a whole state, a whole sanctuary state, the law enforcement groups in California are saying law, uh, sanctuary law makes communities less safe. I'll get into that and, of course, into... um, uh, more into that show on ABC coming up. And, and Chief, you're welcome on, on the show anytime. 933, we'll continue in 6. KNST AM 792, Sun's most stimulating talk. Here. Talk. 942, how you doing? It's Friday. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, war of words happening, and it might be more than that. Uh, the Trumpster uh, apparently made Kim Jong-un mad. Made him mad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kim Jong-un is now threatening to fire off a hydrogen bomb to show how strong he is in the Pacific Ocean. And the Trumps are tweeting this morning that he's obviously a madman. Kim Jong-un, obviously a madman. So we'll see what happens there. That's, 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 that's crazy stuff. Second thing I think you need to know, the uh, the push for Obamacare repeal and replace, whatever it is, if it does repeal, who knows? What does it what does it actually repeal? Anyway, power going back to the states, so then they could run the, the health insurance for you. Oh, gee. Uh, some group says that Arizona will lose uh, $1.7 billion by 2020 in federal funding. Dude, that's our money. We can't afford anything right now. Why is that wrong and bad? Well, it's wrong and bad if you need that. So it's not the government's job to provide that. And they're still getting $3 billion by then, according to this. So, I mean, how much, how much do you need? Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed where he basically calls for lawmakers to listen to law enforcement to stop dangerous gun laws like reciprocity. So if you are a responsible concealed carry permit holder or just a concealed carry permit holder, he doesn't think that you have the right. You should. It'll be more dangerous if then you could uh, conceal carry in New Mexico or California or uh, or Ohio. Dangerous. It's very dangerous. You need to know that. You need to know that. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, and again, just some of the 
irresponsible writings and statements by the chief. And again, he uses the January 8th shooting to somehow drop emotional support for it, which had nothing to do with concealed carry permits and stuff like that. And I'd like to ask him questions. He's the police chief, yet he doesn't want to come on the show. And think of this. Again, remember, he was uh, the police chief in Richmond, where he's now named in a lawsuit, where he was the chief there, and there was some underage teenage prostitute uh, and she was, uh, she had sex with some of the officers and then they kind of directed her on where to go and how to do tricks and stuff like that. And she's, su- she already sued one particular law enforcement department and settled on a lot of money. And she's suing a bunch more, including his old one. And he was in charge. And when he was there, by the way, again, he stood out in line with the black lives matter people. He would rather talk to the black lives matter group than me. Yep. So there's that. Dangerous people. This was that dangerous people. Dangerous people. That's what he said. Dang- anyway, so uh, he also is not. He's not for. He thinks it's dangerous for the community if local law enforcement works with the feds to crack down on illegal aliens. Says it'll make uh, uh, things. I guess let's say but he says sanctuary cities don't make things more um, dangerous. However, California, where they want to be again a sanctuary state. It says here, Washington Free Beacon, California law enforcement groups say sanctuary law makes communities less safe. Oh, really? So I guess those law enforcement disagree with Magnus. Top Sheriff, we can't call ICE on three-time drunk drivers or MS-13 gang members. Oh. And that's something I'd ask I'd ask Magnus. So if, uh, if all of a sudden your officers, they just know that this dude's MS-13. And, and you know, you don't want them to find out if he's here legally or not so you can get out of the country. You don't want them to call. You don't want the, you don't want your guys to call to get this dangerous gang member out of here. Yeah. Uh, the president of the California State Sheriff's Association said it's, it's a hazardous law for Californians and people sworn to protect and serve Californians. And we would like to see it change. His name is Bill Brown. He's the sheriff for Santa Barbara County. And again, also the, like I said, president of the California State Sheriff's Association. Um, uh, they say they're inviting more tragedy uh, because they are a, um, they're, there's a big debate. They want sanctuary state law. It passed the legislature over the weekend. It passed the legislature. It's going to go to Jerry Brown's desk. He said, I hope next year we can be catalysts for some type of legislative fix. He gave credit to Governor Jerry Brown for late modifications to the bill in response to law enforcement concern. The law passed along straight party lines. Lopsided Democratic majority in both House and state legislature. Law enforcement leaders predict that only high-profile tragedy or heinous crime could shift political will enough to modify the bill. Isn't that great? Wait, wait until somebody dies. So out there in California... They are all about uh, the law enforcement. They they are like this is not good. Sanctuary is not good. Our p- police chief here in Tucson. Well, if if our law if our police officers are involved, it's not good for the community. And and if I'm wrong about that, even though I know I'm not, again, Chief Magnus, you are welcome on the show anytime. Anytime. You could eat Oracle Fort Lowell. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is up to you. I mean, you got to remember, can you look up, there's a guy, uh, DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N. Do you remember this? This is how crazy California is. He's a state senator there. He's one of the leaders of the Democratic Party. He might be the leader. He might be whatever his, his exact title is. He bragged 
that his own family was here illegally. Do you remember that? He bragged about that. It's how crazy they are there. You got it? You do? I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Dad. No problem. What? Listen to this. Kevin DeLeon saying this on the uh, the state house floor uh, in in California. Listen to this. Immigrants who come to this country, the vast majority, irrespective of their legal status, are very hardworking, law-abiding residents who pay that. their taxes yeah. every year. And the reality is, with the executive order and the criteria that has been developed, any individual, I can tell you half of my family, would be eligible for deportation under the executive order. Wow. Because a, wait, if wait. they got a false social security card, yeah. if they got a false identification, if they got a false driver's license prior to us passing AB60, if they got a false green card, and anyone who has family members you know, who are undocumented knows that almost entirely everybody has secured some sort of false identification. That's what you need to survive, oh, to work. And that's okay. They are eligible for massive deportation. So the reality is this has been politicized. Really? This has been polarized to a degree unlike anything we've ever seen before. Yep. So they, they break the law. They, break, they, broke, they come here illegally, cross the border. Steal identity. Steal ID. Ruin somebody's life, But it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's what they need to do because we have unfair laws, like having a border and like a system for you to come here legally. You know, don't go to a country that has unfair laws. Like Mexico has unfair laws. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Taiwan has unfair laws. I'm pretty sure uh, they all have unfair laws. Iran has unfair laws. Oh, yes. Saudi Arabia has unfair laws. Oh, yes. I know. Uh, get this, too, and Ryan points this out to me from the Daily Mail, out of all places, really, the Daily Mail in the U.K., a 32-year-old undocumented immigrant, that's an illegal alien, charged with sexually assaulting a six-year-old girl after her father found the stranger in bed with her in the middle of the night. Edgar Mendoza, a citizen of Guatemala, allegedly broke into a home early Tuesday morning in a section of Trenton, New Jersey. Police say in the affidavit that the child's father noticed a light had been turned off upstairs, went to investigate, walked into his daughter's room, found this 32-year-old illegal alien in bed with his 6-year-old. Mendoza then leapt up, jumped from a second-floor window, fled on foot into the neighborhood. Then they got him. Walls don't work, though, huh? We don't need that. New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, 9.50. We'll continue. There's more. Uh, another, uh, I think, what do we have time? Yeah, I think we have time for this. Another uh, study. Another use of your money. Guess what, you're, guess what you are paying teenagers to do now? It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That's right. That's right. Uh, Washington Free Beacon has the story. Uh, you are paying $686,000 and change uh, to try to incentivize uh, fat teenagers to eat like like Slim Fasts and like shakes instead of actual meals, like instead of like a Big Mac meal and stuff like that. Uh, yes, you're paying teenagers, fat teens, to not eat to see, will that do it? Is this an effective way to stop obesity? University of Minnesota is getting that cash. They started doing the study. There you have it. And by the way, this is not the only study. You get to pay for even like dumb similar studies also. Uh, our government and National Institutes of Health funded this. Tax since 2013, we've paid $3.6 million 
uh, paying low income, low income pregnant women to not smoke. Don't you love that one too? Another UCLA study. Almost a million and a half bucks to give uh, money for fat adults to get skinnier. Isn't that awesome? I want to get paid. Well, maybe you should qualify for this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. Maybe you should qualify. I'm I, mostly an adult and I'm, I'm fat. Mo- I'm mostly an adult. Well, wow. there's uh, there's there's that, which which is nice. Uh, and real quick, uh, where is this? Where is this story? I wanted to get to it even more. Um, brr, ah, here we go. Uh, ABC. ABC. This is more uh, more about this story. A sitcom. It's called Sanctuary Family. Really, married couple about to welcome an undocumented nanny into the family. To live with them. Isn't that illegal? It's a TV show, but I'm, yes. I mean, politicians have been busted doing that, too. Uh, isn't that awesome? It says here, the decision causes conflict between the couple at first, but as time goes on, they learn the differences uh, b- both families have aren't as significant as their similarities. Oh, sanctuary family. Because that's where the country is right now. That's what we want to see. As if it's not propaganda, right? No, 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 no. Not propaganda. What do you think it gets to? Two episodes? I don't think it goes more than two. Maybe? Eh. Possibly. Again, that's the... Is Jeff Flake making those decisions? All right, uh, Rush, his show is next. See ya.